If you've tried multiple jobs that you don't feel like you're earning what you're actually putting into it and you've been fed up, you can't find the right position that gives you personal fulfillment, be inspired by this episode by where Danny Biravides actually goes from trying 30 different jobs to actually starting his own company, doing a real estate deal called Wholesaling Real Estate, where he makes $1,600, but then up to $100,000 on a single deal just by finding a great real estate investment and passing it off to an investor who does have the money to actually buy it. So you'll learn how he overcame those feelings and got personal satisfaction and changed his life. If you've actually gotten any value from this podcast so far, please make sure you're subscribed and leave us a review, especially at the end of this episode where we play a fun game, pass or smash on actually different aspects of real estate investing and starting a business and how Danny, our guest, feels about it. He's made $1.4 million in the past year so a long way from working at Long John Silver's, you're going to love this episode. The Deal Machine REI Podcast. Everything you need to know to get started in real estate investing. So welcome back to this episode of the Deal Machine Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm so pumped to have... Danny Biravides from Dan by his houses and he, uh, Dan, I mean, you started back in 2018. Talk about what it was like to start and then grow that into your best year ever, which was a $1.4 million in wholesaling fees. Um, man, 2018, I would have never have thought like I would be where I'm at now. Um, but it was tough, you know, the whole, I don't have any marketing background whatsoever. So I didn't really know what I was doing, what I was looking for. You know, I saw everybody online doing it. And I was like, man, this is, if they're doing it, that means I can figure out the way how to do it. And um, having that do or die attitude, right? Like there's no backing down from this. I'm going to make it work until it kills me. I would say contributed to my success. But even after that, uh, you know, Deal Machine has also played a huge role in that, right? Because... I was marketing to all the wrong people from 2018 till probably the end of 2019. And then I started using Deal Machine uh, because I realized I needed to stop being cheap and Deal Machine was totally worth it. And that just completely trans, you know, transformed the landscape for the rest of the years onward. Well, talk, talk to me about how are that. You using, how are you using Deal Machine? Oh, man, I am the probably the driving for dollars king, right? Um, I only drive for dollars, uh, usually hit rental neighborhoods under 1300 square feet. Um, anything that's an absentee owned neighborhood, I'm driving it, you know, and I'm driving around with my $4 a gallon diesel truck, just picking up properties <laughs> all day long. So do you count that $4 a gallon diesel truck into your marketing expenses? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Uh, my marketing expenses are pretty low because we only focus on actually putting eyes on the property. So every quarter, I'll probably go driving for about two to three weeks. Um, you know, depending how many properties I get, it will determine whether I go out again. But um, last year, the 1.4 million that we made in wholesale fees, we only paid about 48,000 in marketing. So wow. I guess focusing on the data portion of it helped us dramatically decrease the marketing portion of it. Got mm -hmm. it. $48,000 and you made 1.4 million in wholesale fees. Yes. Oh, that's really good. 
So how many deals was that, would you say? Uh, it's probably like around 70, okay. give or take. Okay, dang. There's some package deals that were thrown in there and, and a lot of land. Holy cow. So 70, you're only spending about $500 per deal in marketing fee. Yeah. What? It's about five, five to $700 roughly. That's the lowest that I've ever encountered, truthfully, ever. You might as well count that diesel fee in there. That way it, it actually <laughs> seems more realistic. Definitely, definitely should. Per deal. So talk to me about when you first started in 2018, you said you were marketing to the wrong people for a couple of years. What, what do you mean by that? So I started off using, you know, what everybody uses, bandit signs. Oh. And I was like, okay, um, yes, I could put the bandit signs in these neighborhoods, right? These distressed neighborhoods in front of these distressed homes. But how often is the absentee owner really driving into that neighborhood to see my signs? Right. Yeah, the absentee right. owner is not going very, to the Very rare. Yeah, very rare. Um, some people just, they don't even want to drive by these eyesores because they've had them for so long. So I started putting them up on the highways near um, uh, large industrial complexes, places where people worked. And I got some good leads through there and I closed my first deal. But then I started thinking to myself, if I want to make more money, there's got to be a better use of my time than going out on a Friday night at three in the morning, putting out signs. Why were you going out on Friday at three in the morning? I don't know why. Well, you, don't I, I, <laughs> you don't. I I thought that I was like gonna be, you know, evading law enforcement or evading uh, you know, code enforcement as well. Because you know that they were gonna come bandit. and hunt me down for the signs. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of communities don't don't allow bandit signs, right? Yes. Uh my community does not at all. They usually uh take them down pretty quickly. Gotcha. Okay. So then I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm going to pull a tax delinquent list and I'm going to call everybody and I'm going to use a skip tracing service on Fiverr where I can skip trace a thousand people for 90 bucks, which was total waste of money. It was like 95% were disconnected numbers. It was hilarious. Um, But then I realized, I was like, I need to figure out who am I supposed to be marketing to? How can I put myself in front of these people as much as McDonald's puts, you know, themselves in front of people to remind them, Hey, I make burgers, even though they're not the best burgers, you know, come eat here. Yeah. So then, um, Rafael Vargas, which he's not a wholesaler anymore. Uh, he had, he was on Steve Trang's podcast and he was like, yeah, I don't even worry about marketing to lists. I only hit areas where people are buying anything built before 1975. And I was like, Whoa, you know, that's, yeah, that's a, that's pretty crazy. So I repeated the same thing and I got my first deal out of that within 30 days. And this was like a year and two months later. And I was like, okay, let's keep doing this. But then I realized my marketing costs were increasing like crazy. Cause I'm hitting everybody on the whole block every house right? who's built before 1975 yeah there's a lot of houses before, I could not built before 1975 all really of my why houses not are like they're all 1910 1920 yeah same here super old I'm, I'm i'm in gastonia north carolina and everything's you know older than probably my grandparents put together so you'd be marketing yeah. literally everybody everybody 
So I was like, what do these houses have in common? Um, so by the fourth, it was, no, it was the fifth deal. I was like, there's gotta be a better way to find these people. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to driving for dollars, but I was being a cheapskate. And I was like, you know what? Deal machine is way too expensive. The $49 at the time, that's what it was. It's like, that's not even worth it. You know, I can do all this stuff for free and do it myself. <laughs> and man, that was wrong. I took down 700 properties in one day. Wait, 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 wait. I took screenshots. Like you wrote them? What do you oh, mean no. you took them down? Like I, I took, I would drive by and screenshot the address on Google Maps. <laughs> and then we no. transferred all the all the photos of the addresses into a file and then try to convert it into an Excel sheet. Okay, why did you take the photo? Uh, it was easier than writing it down. Okay, so you were not even personally driving, you were doing virtual driving. No, I was, I was driving. I was in the passenger seat and Mike was driving and I would screenshot every address that we drove by that was distressed. So two of you guys doing this. Yes, two of so us doing this. That's double time because it's Correct. both of you doing it. I won't point then out... After I won't point out the mistakes here. <laughs> well, that's so kind of you, Ryan. <laughs> right? So after seven hours of converting only a hundred of those into an Excel sheet with the owner's name and the mailing address, I was like, yeah, this is a total waste of it time. time why, why are we doing yeah. this? So, so then I started using Deal Machine November of 2019. Got it. What was your actual first deal? My first deal, it was a guy who, uh, he was a landlord. It was his first house and he moved out of it and moved into a bigger house. And he called off of a bandit sign and he told me straight up, Hey, you know, I want 30,000. If you can give it to me, this house is yours. So I picked it up for 30. I, I thought I sold it at 37, uh, but the buyer knocked me down to like 30. 500 oh no i'm sorry Thirty-five thousand. okay so you made and 5, i made 000. like a after everything was said and done he made me cover closing costs and uh, knock me down more i ended up with like a 1600 dollars assignment yeah that fee. sounds right but hey good first deal doesn't matter you just got Still you got deal. one done i proved the concept worked yeah. that was my i yeah. didn't i felt like that was a million dollar check yeah it doesn't matter how like, big wow it was. this is this is for real you pulled 1600 dollars out of thin air Yes. Amazing. So with that, I bought more bandit signs and a gun. Ah! So, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's got, you got priorities there, but I do like that you put, yeah, right. put some of it in the business and you, you spent some of it personally. I think that's a good idea. And I think even Profit First recommends if you're doing under a quarter million dollars that you take about 50% for yourself and you put 50% back in. That way you don't end up burning out because you're working so hard and putting all of it back in you actually have some money to live off of and to actually like take care of your needs. Agreed. So, okay. Love it. Wow. <clears throat> you did your first deal, 1600 bucks. Did you do any bigger assignment fees since then? So the next assignment fee was great. I made 9,000. And then after that, that first year in 2019 or the, the very next year, uh, we, I made a $35,000 assignment fee and then 2020, I made 
what I thought was the largest assignment fee of seventy five thousand. Oh, and then, what? Oh my yeah. gosh! I need to hear. Tell me about, about that, that one. So that one was I. I saw. I picked up a lot driving for dollars. We had it under contract. We sold it. We made fifty thousand on that lot. And I was like, oh man, this is great. So then I saw the lot across the street was also vacant and it was a way larger parcel. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, you know, skip trace it and call it. And it was also tax delinquent three years. And I called the guy and he was like, yeah, if you give me 250 right now, I'll sell it. And I was like, okay. I didn't even know if it worked. I'll be honest with you. I was like, 250. I was like, it seems reasonable. It's a, it's a highly sought after law in Charlotte. It was a zone multifamily. You could build 22 units per acre. So I shot it out and I had a friend reach out to me, fellow wholesaler. And he's like, hey, man, I might have a buyer for this. Would you mind JVing on it with me? I was like, yeah. Um, what price did you have in mind that you'd like to make on this? He was like, well, half. And I was like, well, I can't do half. But how about I give you, you know, 35%. And he was like, all right. <laughs> so we ended up selling it. Um, I forgot what the total assignment fee was. It was over a hundred thousand, but we walked wow. away with 75. He walked away with like 30, 37 or 38,000, something wow. like that. Wow. So yeah, so it was a great win for him. Great win for Why us. Why couldn't he do half by the way? Uh, I don't know. I, I felt like I had too much time in the deal and uh, it, it was a hard to get deal. I, I had to skip trace this guy like 14 times to get him. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, you'd put in a lot of work. A lot of work sense. on your part. Wouldn't have been yes. worth it for him to get half of the reward. Agreed. And he was cool with it. He was very happy with 35,000. I bet. He was like, man, I'll, I'll take be? it. <laughs> Jeez. Right. He wouldn't be. Yeah, I love I love how you partnered with somebody to get the deal done. I think that's a great beginner. Yeah. Like, I think that's a great strategy for somebody um, who doesn't know where to find a buyer is once they find a deal, they can go look at the Google page for people who show up when you type sell my house fast, you Charlotte, right? And then, uh, you could find people that you could partner with to actually sell that deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got it. It'll cut down on the time that you spend looking for a buyer. <clears throat> if you go to somebody who has buyers, who has consistent buyers, it's going to cut down that time. You can get Get it moved, move on to the next deal. Right. You can do two in the time that you'd spend doing one. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. Uh, somebody said I'd rather make a fast nickel than a slow dime, right? For sure. I think that's yeah. a great saying. <clears throat> I live by that motto. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. Your dimes are much faster than mine, David. <laughs> Please open up your podcast app right now and leave us a review and let us know what you thought of this episode. It means so much because the reviews help us get in front of more people. And the more people we can get in front of, the more we can help them achieve financial freedom. And we also get more energy to put more content out like this to help you. So by leaving us a review, it will give you more content to come to help you along in your journey. Thank you so much. Yeah. So can you talk to me about, okay, what were you doing before 2018 and, and, and what was your life like before you got into real estate investing? So I've always had like different jobs. I, I, I've 
I've probably had like 30 jobs, 30 I'm, jobs, no get out of here, 30 jobs. I, I never last. I'm, I'm the worst employee because uh, I'll be your best employee for six months and then I'll hate the job and I'll quit. Okay. And I'll yeah. go find somewhere else. To what go is work. it about every I, job that you hated? The growth aspect on making money, right? I was like, I, my first job was working at Long John Silver's and I was like, okay, I'm making $6 and 20 cents an hour. What is my maximum uh, profit potential growing in the company? And right. my manager at the time was making $14 an hour. I was like, yeah, I don't want to be there. So when I turned 18, then I just started working different jobs, trying to find something that I could grow in. And I never found anything that I liked. Okay. So you wanted so more. I, yeah, you weren't growing. Yeah. I've, I've been a handyman, a roofer. Uh, I worked for all the major banks, inspecting all their foreclosure properties when they were vacant. Oh, wow. Um, I did my last job. I, that was the longest job I ever had. I had it for four years. And I was drafting land surveys for a survey company. Got it. So you knew so whenever you got a about, mortgage survey, you knew some stuff about real estate investing, but it doesn't sound like you ever had any like sales or negotiating experience, right? Which is what what most people get hung up on. Only one time I sold door to door internet. Okay, uh, <laughs> oh. that was that was that was real fun. Got it. We have um, some commonality here. What, yeah, was there anything from that exactly job that you, what like, I did. you feel like helped you out with real estate investing? Yeah. Um, working for the the banks, inspecting their – I was literally driving for dollars, right? Going by, they told me exactly what to look for to see if a prop property was vacant or occupied, taking pictures of the exterior of the property, and even taking condition pictures when the property was vacant. We were allowed to go in them. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that definitely helped me out. But then my love for real estate has always been there, right? Like I've been wanting to buy a house for, I don't know, since I was 19, 20. And I just never found an avenue to be able to do that. Gotcha. You know, obviously until now. Yeah. So you went from actually working 30 different jobs, all jobs where you felt like you weren't being paid and had the growth opportunity that you really, really wanted to now making $1.4 million in your wholesale fees. And you split that, I'm guessing, with a partner, right? You've, you've been able to... Well, how, how has that affected your family? Uh, they're a lot happier now, right? <laughs> we get to go on trips. Uh, before, I was only making about 40000 a year. Um, so, you know, money was always kind of like tight. Um, we're able to, you know, have more time together uh, since I can definitely make more than I, I need. Um, mm -hmm. I can cover my bills. If I, if I want to go on a vacation for a couple of weeks with my family, I can. Oh, that's amazing. Or take some time off just here at home. Right. That's yeah. amazing. Freedom, flexibility. That's one of the coolest aspects. And really, we need to be better about talking about that too, is what is life like now? Like we all know what it was like in the, the nine to five world where it was, it was not just nine to five. That's what, they need to change that. That is, it's nine to nine, nine a.m. and really probably seven to nine. Let's just change it, seven a.m. to nine because the minute you wake up working for someone else, the minute you wake up, you're working for them. You're getting ready for them. You're doing breakfast yeah. for them. You're doing everything you do for them. And then five o'clock, and if you're in sales, five o'clock 
that is just the beginning of another shift because there's the availability of people after five is greater. So I don't know about you, but for me, I'd get off of work in the office. I'd be driving home. I'd be taking phone calls. I get home sitting in the driveway, taking phone calls, dinner table, taking texts, all of it all the time. Now for me, five o'clock do not disturb. And it is on do not disturb until 930 when I'm done doing what I want to do, then I can work. It is a big shift. It's a gigantic shift. So I think that for me, and, and I, I would assume it's the same for you, freedom, flexibility, the ability to do what you want when you want, and you're making way more money than you were doing. And you talked about the possibility of what your income is now. Do you have that thought now? Like when you sit there, do you ever have the thought, what's my maximum ability to earn? Do you, does that come across anymore or is it gone? Oh man, absolutely. I think about it all the time. I'll give you an example. So last year I did all the numbers on on my whole system. I lost $8.4 million in wholesale fees last year. What do you year. mean you lost $8.4 million lost. in wholesale fees? So uh, I had the leads in my system about, uh, what was it? I think the total number of lost deals that sold with other wholesalers or sold on the MLS was about 700 in my actual CRM. We had the phone numbers to about 300 of them. 70 of them were follow-ups and 200 of them were people who were not interested in 2021, but ended up selling in 2022. Oh, so you didn't follow up with them. You knew mm -hmm. they sold to somebody else. And that's why you say you lost out Dang on the deals. Yeah. And so when I see feeling. those type of numbers, like, yeah, it did feel bad. Right. But then I was like, wow, if I put better processes in order, that means I could definitely you know, achieve what I want. And that was just me assuming that they all sold for like a $10,000 assignment fee. Mm -hmm. You know, it, yeah. they could have been way could more because my deals usually are way more. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got 70, you got a hundred grand one. So it makes sense. Ooh, man, that's yeah. crazy. So you built systems when you found that out. Yes. I, I've, I've actually been working on it for the past like six months. Gotcha. To try Can to I put ask better what systems your follow up system look like now. Now that you know so it, what you've lost, what's it? What's that follow-up look like? So last year, we were using Asana and a few other different um, softwares to try to organize that. But I felt like my team would have to go through too many different apps to try to have the same end goal, right? Just talk to your follow-up or try to get in contact with them and then set up a reminder to follow up with them in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. what's a so conversation the, look like hey bob how you been just simply not even talking about the deal you let them talk to you about it right like oh, oh yeah you know i'm doing great um but yeah you know i'm still thinking about selling i just don't know what i want to do right now so you, you don't know? even bring up the house you just start off with hey how are you doing yes and then you let because them approach the conversation of the house Yes. And, and the reason why is um, my t whole approach is I don't want people to view me as, you know, the, the investor, right? The, yeah. the guy who's going to come in his Mercedes with a suit on and buy my house. I want them to feel like, hey, we're friends here and we're just, yeah, we're having a business transaction, 
but I want you to be able to count on me that I'm really going to be able to help you. And I really do care about you. And we do, we really care about, we close deals sometimes that we make no money on. Really? Why, yeah. why do you do that? I see it as kind of like a paying it forward in a sense. Like for instance, I have an elderly man right now who's in a tough situation. He's got several loans against a house um, with a few liens and we are able to close the deal. We, we were going to make like about $10,000 assignment fee, but with the new liens that popped up, we're literally going to make nothing. Okay. So instead of abandoning so, him, you're just going to help him out. Yes. Because I, I see it as, you know, I'm going to pay it forward to him and this, this is going to help him out. He might be able to refer someone else in the future yeah. to me and we can make a deal happen because I've had that happen before too. Gotcha. Well, I definitely respect being true to your word and making sure that you're helping people out. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I see it as important because there's too many people out there who are just literally only interested in themselves and not really helping people. So it, I, I kind of view it as my my charity work. Yeah. The only thing that I could really have time for. Now, I know that you've actually helped people you didn't even intend to help because you told me once that you went to the wrong house and did a full appointment and they actually showed you the house, right? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that one was awesome. hilarious. Tell me about it. So uh, my partner, Mike, told me to go out to this house to check it out since I was closer. And uh, I went over there and he told me the lady's name was Heather. So I approached a lady who pulled up to the house and I was like, Heather? And she said, yes. <laughs> And I was like, hey, uh, I'm, I'm here to view the property. You know, your your uh, landlord might have called you to tell you that I was coming over here. And apparently there was a language barrier. She spoke Spanish. So then she she told me in Spanish that, yeah, the landlord called me and I didn't understand anything that he said. And you speak Spanish. So I was too. like, OK, yes, I speak Spanish. I'm, I'm Cuban and Dominican. Okay. So um, she never denied her name was Heather, right? Like, so I went along with it. So as we're, we walk into the house, she was asking me if I was going to evict her. And I told her, no, I was like, how much are you guys paying rent? And I think she was paying like a thousand dollars. And for the area, that's decent. You know, I, if I would have bought that house, I would have kept the tenant in place. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cause she was definitely paying. The house was very clean. You know, there, there, she had another son that lived with her. And, you know, there was, it smelled a little bit like marijuana in there. It might've been from the bong that was in the living room. So I figured I was like, Hey, you know, whatever, what, what you guys do on your free time is fine with me. You know, as long as the rent's paid, I don't care. <laughs> so we're taking pictures downstairs. And as we approach the stairs to the second floor, she's like, Hey, you know, I want to tell you something before we go to the second floor. Um, my son has a hobby that he likes. <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, he likes to grow plants. So I was like, listen, you know, I really don't care about plants. I was like, I'm only interested in the house and rent money. She's like, okay. So we go upstairs. I see his son, her son's room, super clean, right? Bed is made. It's beautiful. I'm like, man, this guy's room looks way better than mine would be as a, you know, a single man living at my mom's house. And as I turn around, I notice there's a really bright red light emitting from one of the rooms. And I was like, she, she stands in the doorway, like blocking me. She's like, please don't take any pictures of this room. 
I was like, okay. Oh, so I walk in. There's about 30 marijuana plants <laughs> growing in here. And I'm like, oh, crap. I was like, how am I going to explain this to the buyer? Yeah. But then how did you find and out was, it wasn't even the right house? So I left and I called Mike right away, right? My partner. And I'm like, hey, man, you're never going to guess what I just walked in on. And two hours later, he calls me. He's like, hey, man, you went into the wrong house. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's like, the, the neighbor next door that you were supposed to go to saw you walk into the lady's house. Oh, man. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, those people probably thought I was the feds or something. Yeah. Like, shoot. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was So you went back, you went back to go check out the neighbor's house. Uh. So we did go back and check out the neighbor's house. Uh, we actually didn't make that deal work because he ended up going with a higher offer. Um, but I did try reaching out to the 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 landlord of that property. I was like, "Hey, man, <laughs> you, you interested in selling? You want to sell?" And did you tell him? I did not. Okay. I did. I did not want to, you know, you know, so, ruffle yeah. that up for them. So you I was specified like, selling the house, right? <laughs> yeah, the house. <laughs> Well, may have been it, it makes me wonder how they really paid him in rent you know paid the rent right. did they pay in, in cash, cash or with other stuff <clears throat> yeah too funny well as we wrap up i wanted to try something new and play a game dan i know you do social media and uh for those of you who aren't following dan go ahead and check out his social media it's um at dan.buys.houses on instagram but are you familiar with the game pass or smash that's very popular on social media dan to be honest, I'm not. Okay, well, here's how it works. It comes from Tinder, and you're swiping through, and, and you're going to say pass, or you're going to say smash, right? It's like a white, a, a right swipe. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna do real estate questions. So I'll ask you, getting your real estate license to break into wholesaling, would you say pass or smash? Man, that's a good one. Well, do you have yours? I do not. Okay, so you'd, so you'd say pass. Yeah, definitely pass. Yeah, using an automated rently lockbox for doing <laughs> for doing showings of your property that you've got under contract that you're trying to wholesale. Would you say pass or smash? Actually, I would say smash because you you could manage that pretty well. Gotcha. So okay, um, I got one. Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> All right, using Deal Machine or um, handwriting and snapshotting google images of houses well you can't you can't you can't say pass or smash on an or question good try oh okay try i don't know how to ask the question yeah yeah just give him one option that way he can pass or smash that one option okay your option is or notebook (laughs) right (laughs) yeah how about definitely deal machine um yeah how, how about taking massive action even though you don't know every step of the way Smash, man. All day. How about all day? Faking it till you make it. Smash. Okay. How about um ooh, how about saying I don't know when you don't know the answer that the person is actually asking you, the seller's asking you. Smash. Yeah. It's okay to say I don't know. I agree with that. Yeah, definitely okay. Right. I do it all the time. Ryan, hit us up with a couple more. Yeah, it's okay to say I don't know. It's better than lying, <clears throat> better than making something up. Yep. Um Following up on leads. Uh, definitely <laughs> smash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hit him with another one. Um, let's see. 
Investing in distressed neighborhoods. Smash. Oh yeah, you said these. most of your neighborhoods that's were something actually. We didn't really even get to talk about. You said but... you said you do absentee owner neighborhoods. How the heck did you even know where the absentee owner neighborhoods are that you wanted to target? Deal machine. How? You're right. Yeah. Mm. So I can highlight entire neighborhoods matching my criteria, and when I see like the whole neighborhood light up for what I'm looking for, that's where I'm going to go drive. Yeah, gotcha. That's a really good idea. How about quitting a job that yeah. you don't get the raise you want to go work for yourself and do something completely brand new that makes you up to ten thousand, ten times more money? Uh, definitely smash. smash. Love it. But do it with time. Way to bring it home. <laughs> How about? Going door to door to buy houses instead of door to door to sell internet. Uh, definitely smash on that. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Danny, thank you so much. And for you guys listening, let us know if you like the Pastor Smash game. Leave us a review specifically about Pastor Smash on the podcast. We'd really like to know if you want us to do more of this. Dan, follow Dan at Dan Buys Houses on Instagram. And Dan, do you have anything else you want to leave our audience with before we sign off today? Definitely sign up for Deal Machine, man. It'll well, change your life forever. Uh, I mean, there there's nothing that I can say that hasn't been sent already. It's just Deal Machine is awesome. David and his team are amazing. Uh, I always, you know, love you guys. That's too kind of you. Appreciate the plug. Definitely not required. Um, thank thank you so much, and I'm glad it's helped you for sure. Um, and and yeah, I mean, the whole reason why I built it was because I was doing it by hand, and I missed out on some deals that I didn't follow through with. So I wanted an automated system to help me get that done. Um, and yeah, wanted to price it so that it made sense. $59 a month now. Um, Dan, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Deal Machine Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please leave us a review and follow along wherever you're listening to your podcast.